Hey everybody, welcome to Life Talk, a show that breaks down biblical truths for everyday living so that we can experience the life we were created for. So let's talk. Welcome everybody, my name is Nathaniel Pritt and today we are going into day two of our uh, study of the creation story found in Genesis 1 and finding biblical principles that we can apply to our life and our walk with God. And so day two we find in Genesis chapter 1 verse 6 and it says, Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. So we see in this passage that the next step that God takes in his creation process is to create an atmosphere. It's very important to remember that and understand uh, the necessity of it. He has already spoken light into existence, and he set a distinction between uh, the light and the darkness. The contrast is noticeable. You have right and wrong, uh, light and darkness. You have knowledge and ignorance, vision and wandering. These understandings all come from the first day. But now God is ready to continue his creative process because remember he has an end goal in mind. Uh, Each day is not its own unique uh, separated event that doesn't have a bigger picture in mind. Each day is uh, the next step in achieving that end goal. And so now God is moving on to the next phase. He's ready for not just the right illumination, but he's also ready for the right influence. Because atmosphere is influence. Atmosphere is the environment. And God has an end goal in mind for creating life. But life cannot exist without the right atmosphere. God did not create the fish of the sea or the fowl of the air or any animal that you see on land on day two. He created atmosphere first because before he could create any living thing, there first had to be an atmosphere that was in existence, that was in place in order to support the life that he would later create. Life cannot exist without the right atmosphere. You and I cannot live on this earth without the right atmosphere that allows us to breathe in and breathe out and get the proper amount of oxygen that we need for us to live because we are uh, reliant on this atmosphere for us to be able to live. No living thing, whether flora or fauna, uh, could exist without there first being the proper atmosphere. And it's important to remember that. It's an important thing to notice in this story, and we need to take it deeper. So God wasn't interested, though, in just his living creation to survive. He didn't want it to be uh, just uh, an environment where they could survive or just simply exist. God is not interested in his creation just surviving or existing. He's interested in us thriving to live a good, prosperous life, to live a life more abundantly. 
And so we see these principles playing out. Ultimately, we know or we should understand this important truth that God wants us to thrive first and foremost spiritually. But we see the principle playing out here in Genesis 1 that he wants his creation to thrive. So he creates an environment for it to thrive. God is not interested in creating anything uh, just so that it can function and exist uh, for a certain amount of time. He desires his creation to flourish, to do well, uh, exceedingly well. Uh, Ephesians gives us insight into the ability of God, where it says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Anything that our mind can comprehend, God has the ability to blow our mind. He has the ability to go far above, to exceed, to do way more than we could ever imagine. And Jesus said that I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. He did not come and say, I've come to improve your existence but he wants us to have life, an abundant life. And so we need to remember that, and more importantly, we need to believe that. And so everything we've just covered in this prospering, thriving uh, desire of God for his creation, uh, and so that's why he's making this atmosphere uh, that can is conducive for a thriving life, we see this idea unfold continually and move along. And in this creation of atmosphere, it says that he divides the waters from above and below. And he inserts the expanse, the sky, the vault of the sky. Up above the sky, we have the clouds. And down below, we have the waters, the oceans, the rivers, the seas. And once again, we see this principle of separation or set apart. Day one, he separated light from darkness. Day two, he separates the waters uh, above and the waters below. It's the next step in being set apart. There's a word for it in, um, in Christian uh, domains. It's, it's what we refer to as holiness. But this process is exactly what it is, a process, a step-by-step process of as God is working on us, as God is forming us, as God is making us into a new creation in this process. First, he turns the light on. The moment the word of God impacts our life, enters our mind, enters our heart, and we respond to it, the light comes on. And then we see this separation light and darkness, godliness, ungodliness. That's the first stage of separation. And then God begins to create this atmosphere and there's more separation that takes place. There's more set apart uh, because he is working to make us holy because he's a holy God and we are to be like him. But we can only be like him when we allow him to work on us in this creation process. And so once again, we see this separation, this set-apart process, just another step along the way of God arriving at his end goal. But in order for the creative work to continue and develop to its completion, 
we understand that God is working it all out and working everything out according to his plan. And so this atmosphere concept is one of the most important things that we must understand in our creation process with God. Our atmosphere is our influence. So my question is, what is the atmosphere of your home? What is the atmosphere of your friends? Because you can only grow spiritually as much as the atmosphere that you are in permits. If the atmosphere of your home is not filled with the love of God, the word of God, the peace of God, if if your home is not filled with the praise of God, godly things, then our atmosphere is not godly. And if our atmosphere is not godly, we cannot grow spiritually. Uh, environment, atmosphere is 100% necessary in order for us to grow. We will never be able to fully become who God desires us to be if we're trying to live a new life in an old atmosphere. And so the word of God enters our life. The light comes on. We see for the first time something we've never seen before. We understand things that we've never understood before. And God begins to bring us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. But in order for that step to last, there must be a proper atmosphere that then uh, is established for us to be able to grow up in God the way he desires us to be. And so the second phase of the creation process before God creates any living thing is he first creates the atmosphere, the environment that would allow all created things to not only live, but thrive and flourish. And that is God's desire for you. As you get into the word of God, as you read it, as you study it, as you pray, as you allow this hunger in you, that whatever level it may be, as you allow it to pursue after God, you must make sure that your atmosphere of your life, your environment, your influences are um, promoting growth in God. Because if not, you'll never be able to uh, arrive at the place God is calling you to. We will never be able to become who God desires us to be without the proper atmosphere. Thank you for listening. If you would like to connect more with New Life Church, visit our website at www.newlifesl.church. That's www.newlifesl.church.